0: Hello! Hi! Welcome to Actually Obsessed. I'm Amanda. I'm Sarah. And a little bit about the format of this podcast venture that we're undertaking. Uh, We don't know. (laughs) We we don't know what we're doing, but we're going to figure it out and you're going to figure it out with us. So this is a show about all of the things that Sarah and I are obsessed with. It's about
1: hyperfixation.
0: It's about mental illness, actually. <laughs> and um, so much of me and Sarah's friendship is just born out of talking about things that we're obsessed with. Um, yes. Including Sarah, notably Twilight, which is what we'll be covering today. So, I sh-
1: yeah. So I should say you may know me as Sarah Elizabeth underscore talks. Formerly. Uh, formerly Twilight talk. So I am am known in some circles, in some small circles, as talking about Twilight on the internet. But I'm actually obsessed with a lot more. And than so that. is Amanda.
0: A lot more. Um so I think for the format of the podcast, we're gonna start by having Sarah's husband mm. joined here today, Sean, to tell us a little bit about what we're going to be talking about, what he knows it as, and then we'll be talking a little bit about uh, Twilight, and we'll be talking about why we are obsessed with the things that we're obsessed with, really trying to get down to the root.
1: And we'll be doing um, different different topics yes. every show. Um, we're going to just stick with the first Twilight book for this episode, just so you know the there's book. a lot more to come from there, but it's going to, it's going to, run a range of Law & Order SVU, Bravo Reality Television. Vanderpump Rules specifically. The movie Closer with Clive <sighs> Owen. I mean, so many different things. So many different things. The Latin
0: poet Catullus, perhaps. The Latin
1: poet Catullus. <laughs> so it's going gonna, it's gonna to run the gamut, but hopefully we'll just be able to have a fun conversation. So let's do it. Let's Actu- do it. But we're actually obsessed. Actually obsessed. So Sean, why don't you tell us
0: what Twilight is about or like what you know of it
2: and do you want to set up the format here because i didn't even know this question was coming
0: no just go we don't want to
2: okay <laughs> it sounds <laughs> like no it sounds like i'm part of the show and you like, are
0: yeah Surprise. no but i think the
2: idea i think the idea is that like i didn't know what question was coming and i just have to react
0: yeah that's right that's what conversation
2: but the audience doesn't know that they
0: will now uh,
2: they'll, they'll know now when they hear this which is absurd what is twilight about do you know about it? Oh, like, I mean... Don't
1: yell at him. <laughs> I'm well, I'm
2: just trying to get mic. I, I didn't read the books. I wasn't even aware there were books. The movie came out. It was a phenomenon. Yeah, like, what was this, in the late 2000s, you know, prior to 2010? And, um, you know, people were lined up to see the movies, and there was, like, gear on sale in the mall. Gear? like shirts and all kinds of things twilight shirts that like teenagers would wear and everyone was obsessed with twilight and
0: so what do, what did you know about twilight what 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 do you what did you understand it to be about
2: i thought it was supernatural and that it had vampires in it and mm-hmm. that's about it oh like what do i understand it to be today versus rewinding yeah i mean it's a story it's a love story it's a very twisted, complicated love story about a vampire, teenage vampires, a lady who becomes a vampire, but wasn't one, and she's from like a broken home, and there's like Edward versus Jacob, and it's just like, it's a mess, and I don't know what's in the book versus the movies, but something in there appeals to people. Thank
0: you. <laughs> okay. Oh, <laughs> It is a love story, and so I'm gonna I'm gonna kick it over to Sarah. Why did I say that? <laughs>
1: <laughs> who am I? Um, She's gonna she kicked it over. <laughs> She's gonna lob it over to me, and I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna take it.
0: So, Sarah, why don't for anyone who's not familiar, anyone who is waking up out of a 20 year long coma, <laughs> and somehow found this podcast. Mm
1: welcome boy you've missed a lot you've missed should we talk about the pandy should we, no. talk... <laughs> should we talk about the insurrection should we talk about the insurrection on january 6th president trump president trump. donald trump no
0: so but yeah if they've if if they've been asleep tell us what is what is twilight about
1: okay <clears throat> so twilight and so again we're just skipping because i don't want to hear it I love you also, I do, but I don't want to hear it. We're just talking about the first book, so I don't want to hear anything like, this didn't happen and I saw the movie and they did this. We're talking about the first book. Book? but The book. First. Named Twilight. Can
0: you, can you actually start by saying, why is it named Twilight? I was thinking about this on the ride over. Why um, is it
1: called that? So I'm unclear as to how they landed on Twilight. She wanted to call it Forks. So twilight because i'm going to bring in some characters here twilight is a book that was written published in 2005 by a little lady named stephanie meyer there's a lot of lore where stephanie meyer is concerned just as an author in her own right and as a person um she initially wanted to name it forks because that is the, the little town um where, in washington where the where the story takes place and they landed on Twilight. There's a moment in twi- in Twilight where Edward says that Twilight is the their favorite time of... Does he say it's their favorite time of day or that they hate it the most? <laughs> I would I would guess that it would be their favorite because the sun is going down. So, Twilight is mentioned in the book twice. Um, I'm jumping ahead because I haven't told you what it's about yet. But a character named Edward, who you'll find out is an important character... Um, says that twilight is the safest time of day for the vampires. Um, The easiest time because they can start to like go outside, but also the saddest in a way, the end of another day, the return of the night. He says, darkness is so predictable. Don't you think? And then Bella, our protagonist says, I like the night without the dark. We'd never see the stars. And that people, if you want a twilight tattoo, people love to get that tattooed on them. That line is like quite famous. And then at the end, I think with the at the prom when he's being like a huge grumpy asshole, he's she's like, change me, change me, change me. And he's like, Twilight again, another ending. No matter how perfect the day, it always has to end. Like, what a pain what a bummer. Um, but yes, yeah, He's such a grump. God, he is. And so that's how they that's how why it's called Twilight. Okay. They, I that was a publishers or editors suggestion. If you look, Stephanie Meyer has DIY covers that she made on her website. I've seen some of those. That are really fun. And by fun I mean unhinged. Graphic design is my passion. Um and they, they it says Forks. I mean it makes it makes sense, I guess. Yeah, but, but it's a if horrific you buy- title. A book called Forks, Forks.
0: Hey and then it's about teen vampires. <laughs> How
1: confused are you, Forks? Um, so that's why it's called Twilight. But I'll tell you what it's about. Great, please. Um, I'll, and I'll start. I don't. It's like this is so. This is like my Roman Empire. It's. I don't even know where to start. Stephanie Meyer was a stay-at-home mom. I'm pretty sure, and had a. She was like an English major, but she didn't really write. Like she, I, I don't think she considered herself relatable. <laughs> Amanda, also an English major. She does a a double English major. A master of English. A
0: master of the arts of English.
1: So look out for Amanda's next release that she's gonna have after a dream, maybe. Just like Stephanie. It's gonna be
0: sexy (laughs) Kraken teenagers. It's gonna be from a sex dream. I'm. I was trying to think of another sexy unicorn teenagers. What's well, like a mythological what the fuck creature that about? hasn't been taken? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, because I was going to say a oh, sexy oh, werewolf oh, teenager. Oh, oh yeah, it would be about like sexy mermaid teenagers. Oh,
0: sexy mermaids.
1: Mm. I don't know why I went for Kraken. So Stephanie has a dream. Okay, she's she's in. English major, has a dream. Basically the dream, she's like looking from above and she sees this like meadow that's very drenched in sunlight, a circular meadow. And she's like in a drone basically looking down at it. Laying on the grass is a human girl. Let's say it's not Stephanie, but it probably was. But a human girl. And she can tell, like she knows like in your dream self that it's a vampire. And... The vampire was so sparkly. He was sparkling like a diamond in the sunlight. Like literally like a diamond. Like it was like pixelating off of him. Her mind. And they were having this like very serious conversation. I think about like how they were going to come to terms with the fact that they were so in love. And he's a vampire. And she was a human. And she woke up. And she was like, what's going to happen? Like, what's going to happen between those two?
0: Those two crazy kids. Those two crazy
1: kids. And she decided that she would write it. So she wrote the book starting from the meadow scene to the end and then went back to the beginning. So from this dream, and it is a dream, it was not inspired by Gerard Way, My Chemical Romance, any of those other like creepypastas that go around. Um, She writes this book. And it's the story of a pretty ordinary girl. Her name is Bella Swan, moves to this really small town, gloomy town, Forks, Washington. She doesn't want to move there. She's not super excited about life. And she becomes fascinated by a fellow student named Edward Cullen and his family. Uh, They're not like... rest of the students and because it turns out they're goddamn vampires and then the really the remainder of the book is what will they do will he kill her like is he able to resist her blood she loves him and doesn't ever want to leave him will he change her into a vampire like how are they going to negotiate this now that they've known each other for like two days and bella is willing to do anything to be with edward like what's what are we going to what are they going to do? But
0: there is there is a there's a bit more plot that happens crammed into like the last there quarter is. of the book.
1: Yes. Yeah, so you get a little bit action of action like as soon as because the book involves a lot. I was going through it last night. So much staring.
0: There's a lot of gazing. The
1: movie's really the move, First movie really did get that right. Like there's so much just like staring at each other. And there's a good portion of the beginning of the book where they're not talking. Like Edward's either ignoring her for one reason or is trying not to kill her or whatever. Well, he's absent from school. He's absent from school because it's because he's it's sunny out. You know they can't go out in the sun. They'll shine like a diamond. Nobody wants that. It's dangerous. Yeah.
0: I mean, Bella seems to.
1: She loves it. She loves oh it. Oh my God, Bella loves it so much. So yeah, we do get a little bit of plot. You know, I guess like spoilers ahead for this, but like when Edward finally starts to be like, okay, I think we can make this work. Like when he takes her to the meadow, like that's their first real date. That's Stephanie's dream. He then spends the night he's been spending the night for quite a while. Unbeknownst to Bella. But unbeknownst to Bella. Uh, he's been climbing in her window and watching her sleep. She knows that he spends the night this this time and then the next morning he's like come meet my my parents and my family.
0: I think for people who haven't read the book or seen the movie, maybe we need to add that though the Cullens would ideally drink human blood, they do not. They, They're yeah. all what they call in the book vegetarians. Yeah. So they they drink animal blood.
1: Yeah, there's a lot more I need to add in here because I'm just trying to there's, there's a little bit of plot just in that some like nomad vampires show up and kidnap Bella because they just decide she's like tasty. So we get a little bit of plot in there and that's what set up sets up the drama for the next book. But yeah, the Collins are they call themselves vegetarians, which like doesn't make any sense cuz they eat animal blood, but their their sire, the the head of their coven or whatever, Carlisle, who who is changed the majority of them is very morally superior. He's the oldest of them. He was, like turned in the 1600s and he really did not want to feed on people and so he hid in the sewers that didn't exist at the time that stephanie wrote in and he eventually ate like some rats or something i think and he realized that he could survive on animal blood he doesn't force the rest of them to do that but he really teaches them to do that so they they can be around they choose to be around humans for whatever reason because they really don't like them carlisle does he's a doctor at the hospital even though he's canonically 23 years old He's, like, performing surgeries and stuff. But the rest of them, aside from Esme, who poses as, the, as a foster mom, the rest of them go to school and they're not happy about it. But they choose to be around humans. They're and not they red it. Eyes. And they red eyes. And they keep doing it. And the reason I
0: mentioned the vegetarianism of the family is because I think it's relevant for when these, when James and his, yeah. his ilk show because up. Because
1: they are normal and they drink people. So Edward has a family. He lives with a bunch of these other vegetarian vampires. I talked about Carlisle. He has a wife named Esme. And then there's Alice and Jasper who date, who date everyone in the high school. is like, okay, these two date. And they've been together for a very really long time. And then it's so crazy saying it out loud. And then there's Rosalie and Emmett who also date, right? So they go to the school and they're like, we're foster children. We're, we're Carlisle Cullen's foster children. We and all we, bang. We
0: all date. We're all together. We all
1: date and what's going on and
0: they must the other residents of the town must be like that cullen house is a house of horrors they are
1: um it's a den of
0: iniqu- iniquity iniquity
1: that's when bella first asked who they are her her n- little neighbor jessica stanley is like they're all like together i mean there was a the talk of the town
0: sick actually
1: and then you have like virgin edward who's not paired off with anyone. Womp womp. Womp womp. And he's just been like alone for a really long time because it turns out that he's like a hundred years old. He's was turned in 1901. The book takes place in 2005. So, oh wait, no, he's turned in 1918. Yeah, I was about to say because it was the Spanish flu. Yeah, he, he died of the Spanish influenza. So you can imagine that when the pandemic came, I was like, I knew this would happen. This would happen to us some point i literally the first thing i thought about was edward cullen when the pandemic came which that speaks to how sick i am that's that's it's the odd. only other pandemic i knew about and you and you learned about it from twilight the american
0: education no, system i know no no is, no, no, no. Oh, no i knew about children. this i knew
1: about spanish influenza before that but like for me it was like somebody that i loved dearly had been oh. taken by it <laughs> right right of do you know what i mean so i'm like i was like edward i died can't th- go through this again i was like edward died this way and so will I. Oh. Like, like, truly, I was like, we're all going to go the way of Edward Cullen. And and who will be our Carlisle? Yeah, because Edward actually didn't end up dying from Spanish influenza, like, right at the itty-bitty end. Carlisle was like a chomp-chomp and saved him. So, yeah, I mean, like, that's our basic cast of characters. Bella has a, da- a dad who's, like, kind of a deadbeat... <laughs> That's kind of important too. Her parents are like very absent. So she's allowed to kind of run around and do whatever she wants. A broken home. A bro- yeah. I wanted to mention Sean gave that introduction saying that Bella is from a broken home. I just want to make it clear that my husband is divorced and has two children. So unclear as to why he said that in such a, he, yeah. He's the head of a broken home. He's the head home. of a broken home so unclear as to why he said that in the way that he did. But yeah, she has Charlie and Renee who are kind of like Charlie just goes fishing all the time. And like book Charlie is not like movie Charlie. Yeah. For those of you right now who are like, Ooh, Billy Burke mustache. Oh, book Charlie sucks so bad. He's not great. No, he's not great. And yeah, I mean, it's like really pared down in the first book characters that you may know from the movies, like the Volturi are not involved in the first book at all you hear about them but it's a little cast of characters and it's really bella and edwards of course there's jacob right but he's he's barely in it he's barely in it there's jacob black yeah i was i gave it a skim myself
0: and no he's in like two scenes was shocked and appalled he
1: that he's not in it so i i feel like we can't he plays a very important device stephanie meyer has said that she invented him to to dispense this information yeah, to Bella, so that Bella could find out that Edward right. was a vampire, because Edward's so self-loathing that he'd never be able to say it himself. So she was like, "Oh my God, there's a little tribe near my vampire story. What if I co-opt it, put it in my book, have them out the vampires?" And so that happens, and like, the, and that's how Bella finds out. But otherwise, he, he we see him. He comes to uh, deliver a message to Bella from his dad, the prom. His grandfather, right? His dad, but Oh,
0: his Yeah, dad. yeah okay. from
1: um from Billy.
0: Yeah. Oh, okay, gotcha. But
1: otherwise Jacob's like really not in it. Yeah, so that's how little the scope is of the first book. Right. It's like a very ins- insular. it's really just it's really just those two.
0: And then at kind of at the end, do we do we want to talk about like the the baseball game and the running from Yeah. the the other vampires and kind of how that
1: Goes down. Yeah, just a bit. absolutely. I think that's really important. So, um, the only time where we're Bella and Edward are like always alone with each other, and so the only time that they're around other people is when she goes to meet his family after their first like official sleepover when Bella's conscious for it, and they love to play baseball. You know, vampires love the great American pastime. Don't know if you knew. Now you know, Now you do. So they go to play baseball. They can only play baseball in a, like a thunderstorm.
0: I know I made this joke before, but again, Stephanie Meyer's mind. It's. She's it's, operating on a different plane we will than continue the rest to of come, us. We will
1: continue to come back to this as we do the other books. Cause like there's something really up with her. Like there's something really up with the gears in her mind. She She's built different. She's no, like she's built real different. And it's horrifying so so they're playing baseball they're playing baseball and alice can see the future so they all some of them are talented oh edward can read minds it's probably pretty important edward can read minds he can read everybody's mind except Except bellas Bellas. right so that's pretty much kind of like why he's in well we'll talk about that more later but and Alice can see the future so she sees that these like nomadic vampires are coming through and they're supposed to be coming through later but there's some they the the vampires here hear the Collins playing baseball and get so excited that they change their path because they're like holy shit is that a baseball game (laughs) can we get in on that we're looking to play a little pickup baseball truly like I don't know where they were headed so their names are James Laurent and Victoria they're like we got to get on this baseball. And that's what they do. They show up. They're like, can we play baseball with you? And Carlisle's like, um, sure. Uh, we're just about to be finished, though. Like, why don't we why don't you come back to our house? Like, because Bella's there. She's a human. James realizes that Bella is human and he wants Bella as a snack. Um, and the mistake that Edward makes is that he Edward makes it very clear that Bella is like his. Um, and James is a tracker. He tracks people, vampires, whatever, and he loves a challenge. And so as soon as James realizes that, like, Edward will basically die for Bella, James is, like, game on. And they basically, like, per- pretend to leave. Like, Edward gets Bella out of there and James is like oh yeah we'll see you later they they kind of get into like they start snarling at each other they get Bella out of there but yeah James starts tracking Bella and so they have to abscond with Bella to Phoenix Arizona which is where Bella was originally from and then there's a whole showdown that happens in a ballet studio there when James finds Bella she almost ends up dying she's very very serious injuries James bites her um and Edward has to suck the venom out. And this is a huge turning point for them, even though they have literally been dating for like one day, pretty much. Edward realizes that he is probably not going to be able to see this, this through. like that he's bad for her, right? That he's just always going to be putting her in danger. So there's this scene at the end of the book when she's in the hospital, and he's just like, you know, I'm going to, she's like, you can never leave me. And you can start to see that he's starting to hedge. Cause he's like, I'll be here as long as it's good for you. Whatever. That's like when all of Edward's worst fears come true is when they, he, James tries to kill Bella and then she almost dies. And he's like, I'm a monster. He's extremely self-loathing, but he, he is able to,
0: to save her.
1: He is, but He's he the care. one that saves her. Never. That never comes up for him. <laughs> he's never like, Oh no. As far as he's concerned, he like put her in this position. But no, never once. I don't think is he like. Oh, and James also videotapes the whole thing, and we find out in like Stephanie Myers fan fiction that she writes Midnight Sun, which is from Edward's perspective, that he watches the video too. Mm. So I think when he watches that video, because she, it, he tortures her, he breaks her bones. Um, it's quite, it's quite harrowing. I think he's just gonna hate himself forever for this.
0: So that I think that's a good summation of what it is of what it is and what the plot is this book comes out in 2005 you said yeah
1: and at that age you're how old i was 24 but i didn't read it until 2008 until okay. the movie was was in had been in theaters for like a couple days so
0: you're you're 27 27 in your phd i'm doing a phd
1: in philosophy i'm in my fourth year
0: Wow, so you're like in your dissertation. I was in stage.
1: I was in my dissertation. I hadn't been in my prospectus yet, but I was in my dissertation stage.
0: So you're a beautiful young vibrant girl, full, <laughs> full, <laughs> full, with, of, full living with living with my
1: deadbeat boyfriend at the time. Like we'll get into <laughs> it.
0: Full of brains and promise. Mm. And what about this book about these teenage vampires appeal to you so much? Why why are you actually
1: obsessed? With Twilight. I've spent so much time thinking about this, knowing that we were going to record this. And now it's obviously quite different. But when I think back to what was happening at the time, and I I say this, I don't know if I've actually ever said this on TikTok, but I've said it before on podcasts, like Twilight will find you when you're at your lowest. <laughs> when you're literally about <laughs> to break. And, and it th- will take you lower. That's
0: so <laughs> true because it found me in 2020.
1: <laughs> yeah. I had a colleague... Who had like just had a baby, and like two weeks after having the baby, like she had COVID, the baby had COVID, like everybody had COVID, and I was texting her to see if see if she was okay, and she's like, oh, it's okay. By the way, like Twilight's on, I'm watching it, and I was like, it finds you when you're at your lowest. So my mom got it for me for Christmas in 2008, and the movie had been out for about a month. I was at my PhD program. Everyone was walking around campus with this book, and I was like, this looks lame. I don't care about this. She bought it for me. Uh, I think I finished it that night. I've never, never before and never since have I felt so feral over a book, over uh, an imaginary character, Edward. If you think about where I was in my life and where Bella is in her life, Bella is 17 and... I think a lot, I don't know, a lot of 17-year-olds are depressed. I'm sorry if you're living and you're 17, is a 1975 lyric, right? Like, it's, it's a toughie. But she doesn't think about her future ever. Like, when she is moving to Phoenix, she's just like, I'm doing this for my mom. Like, I'm just going to get through it. She never thinks of college. She is depressed, probably. She doesn't see anything for herself. She doesn't really have any – she's like a blank canvas, and at 27, I was doing a PhD in a program and I was really not enjoying it. And I really don't like philosophy, <laughs> doing a PhD in philosophy. Turns out I didn't like philosophy. I was living with a boyfriend who at that point I also didn't like. And I was able Bella is such a blank canvas that you're really able to project yourself into her. And this idea that this girl was so depressed with her life, and she just really thought of herself as so average. And all of a sudden, she realized there was this whole world that had been around, right, this supernatural world that she didn't know about. Her world went from gray, like works is just gray it's all gray and green remember she says it's too green it's too green it's always raining there's no sun everything was gray for her Edward came in and all of a sudden there was like this beautiful exciting thing that was so much more perfect than she could ever attain to be even though I I don't believe that anymore at all about Edward but at the time that's how it's painted and it was like I think we all hope when we're in a dark time or that there's there's something around the corner for us that's just going to electrify us. And I think
0: – I don't think that idea is ex- is expressed as well as it could be in the first book. But I remember reading Breaking Dawn and I think she says something very clear right when she becomes a vampire. Yes. Like, I had never been pretty. I'd always been average. I'm not athletic. And finally, I was the best at something. Mm-hmm. And I think that is a very appealing idea, especially if you are in a dark space yourself, that there's there's this mysterious talent that you just have yet to discover. There's this interesting person that you're yeah. going to meet that's going to unlock that for you. Yeah, I can see why that would be really appealing
1: yeah and that quote is amazing too from breaking dawn like that i remember crying like when i read it initially because i really did see it as this kind of i understand the book is the books are kind of anti-feminist but at the time i i really was like i think bella is that like she knows what she wants and now she's gotten it but yeah like she's she's fine bella's fine but she at least how she narrates herself she's not like she's fine at everything she's really bad at, like, athletic things. She's super clumsy. That's a huge thing that follows her around. She's hyper emotional. She gets angry really easily. She cries constantly when she's angry. I think there are lots of things that she wants to change about herself. She kind of doesn't want anyone to look at her ever. Um, And then all – and and no one, like, really – I don't feel like she's interested in conversation with anyone. But Edward shows up and it's like he's the first person that's ever talked to her. And he's so interested – he asks
0: her so many questions. Oh, and just meeting someone that wants to know what your favorite gemstone is. Oh,
1: like your favorite your favorite color. What what a dream. Like, there's the whole when I was thinking about the chapters that like make me go so insane. It is the chapters after she finds after she finds out that that he's a vampire when he knows she knows. The the lemonade cap and the blood typing scene.
0: Oh, that's before. That's before. That's before. Those are
1: he uh, he asked her a lot of questions then, but more he, he wants to know what her theories are about him. The blood typing scene makes me still like want to pass out. Like I swoon at the idea of him picking her up off the curb and whatever. But after she finds out he starts picking her up for school every day and they'll just and driving her home and they'll just like sit in the car and he'll just ask her all of these questions. Like he wants to know so much. And then when Midnight Sun came out, you Men find out it,
0: there. If you're listening, it really is this easy.
1: Please, please, the one man who's listening to this, just ask some questions. Is it Sean? Is it my husband? No, it's <laughs> no, Sean's
0: not listening. He's also not interested. <laughs> She wasn't listening. Ed, Your Edward somewhere out there is listening.
1: Yeah, Ed, Edward, are you out there? So yeah, he's super interested, and they they take turns like a different days. One gets to answer, to ask the questions and answer. But then when Midnight Sun was published, you find out even even more of the questions that he asked her. And truly, it was like revolutionary to me. And the fact that it's also coming, there was something so attractive about to me at the time, because Edward kind of is from another time. I love period piece. Like, to Jane Austen, it's like, I just always wanted to live in a different time. I was always watching like, I love British people. I'm a huge Anglophile. I just always want to be in a period piece. And it's like, he doesn't swear. He talks kind of like old timey. Like there's something very like, not, I mean, he's super restrained, Mm -hmm. but he's also wild. Right, because it's a he's wild Mr. animal. Darcy. He's Mr. Darcy. He is Mr. Darcy.
0: Yeah. He literally. I mean. Yeah. I think he's meant, especially in this first book. Well, she's yeah, because there's a whole
1: Sense and Sensibility arc. Pride and Prejudice. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, she also does read Sense and Sensibility. That's right, we're right, right. confused, but it, yeah, it's I, Pride I, and Prejudice. I think
0: Pride and Prejudice is what the first one is. I never. I don't know how. I'm who's Pride
1: and who's Prejudice? What a great question. Tell um, me.
0: No, I, th- I mean, I think textually in the book, Mister Darcy is pride, and yes, she is prejudiced. She's actually prejudiced because she's been prejudiced against him. Mm-hmm. But I think when you really dig into it, you can you can make an argument for either mm-hmm. one of them being pride or either one of them being prejudiced because she's prejudiced because her pride is wounded. And her pride is wounded because he's prejudiced against these like small town people
1: who's pride and who's prejudice
0: between I think that edward i I don't know if I would call it pride necessarily, yeah, but I do think that he maps on to Mr. Darcy in the way that he thinks that he is um above the people in the small town above um the, the the humans including Bella and I think that she is a little bit prejudiced. She gets over it a lot quicker than Elizabeth does um but prejudiced against him because of uh, the moment in biology class where she sees him kind of making a face against her and then later sees that he's tried to switch out yeah like a- trying not to murder her right, right but she yeah, doesn't she know doesn't that. know that. So yeah, I think I think he is. We're we're meant to see him as the Mister Darcy figure, and because he's reserved and removed, and she is supposed to be the Elizabeth Bennett character.
1: I, I mean, I love Mister Darcy, right? Who uh, doesn't? I don't know what what's the year now? Is two thousand eight? It's I don't know. Like guys are not like that. They're just not in a world of boys. He's a gentleman. He's a gentleman. Come love struggle over I mean don't don't <laughs> go there. <laughs> but like I was thinking about that I that quote that like, came into my head last night when I was thinking about this it's just, like truly at the time I was like what a gentleman and he cares so much like he cares enough to creep into her room he listens to classical music and he plays the piano plays the piano he He writes writes her a a lullaby yes thank you he writes her a lullaby he writes her a goddamn lullaby and he plays it for her and then he eats her tear (laughs) (laughs) oh boy so yeah i mean like when you now there's so much lo- now like all of these tidbits are like funny when you go back through them because there's always there's something like odd at the edge of all of these things and we now see like the edwards actually like a stalker and toxic but the but the, the time when you need something like that <sighs> i needed i needed some oh, this is so i feel like i'm gonna cancel for saying this but like i needed somebody checking up on me i needed i <laughs> needed someone to climb into my room and go like hey girl i Are you okay? Oh, it looks like you're not. Like, I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to protect you. I need, I was like, oh, and he protects you. And I remember, I like, I got a lot of shit for this in my, in my, the program that I was in at the time, the PhD program. I'm sure you did. Yeah, because as you, as you might imagine, like, I didn't hide it. Like, I lost my goddamn mind. Like, truly, it was like all Twilight all the time. I would talk about it like in seminar, like, Everyone knew that I was obsessed with it. I was very involved with the Twilight fandom on Twitter. Um, I was reading all the Twilight fan fiction. We all know Fifty Shades of Grey is Twilight fan fiction, right? And so uh, I was conversing with E.L. James, like, on Twitter at the time. Um, her name was not E.L. James on Twitter. It was, like, iced, Ice iced Queen dragon, Dragons or something. Fire Dragon, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and so... People really... I mean, like... Snow Queen. Pe- Snow Queen's Ice Dragon. And, and, and I know I've talked to a lot of other women, people. It feels like we really got... Bu- like, we really got bullied for this. Like, it was like, you're just... This is this is for girls, therefore it's dumb. And like, you're dumb. Like, you're... I had someone who said... They were like, you should be ashamed to call yourself a feminist. Like, you're not. If you like this. And they hadn't read it.
0: Well, that's true. It is true. But...
1: But I still... I do still no, call I'm, myself... No, I'm kidding. But-,
0: but And I think... I was, I was actually, I did, I did embarrassingly a little, a, a smidgen of research uh, for this. And Stephanie Meyer actually calls herself a feminist. She does. She thinks a Which Bella I was really, which she I is. was really surprised by, mm-hmm. actually. I didn't see that one coming. She does.
1: Yeah. And she thinks that Bella is a strong female character. Like she's really pushed against the idea yeah. of, and there are ways to interpret that. I, I don't think she's a great example for young girlies.
0: I have, I have quite a lot to say to that when we talk about my journey yeah, to twilight yeah. and why. Do you, why well, was... yeah.
1: Do you want to do? You, uh, so, uh, yeah, I mean, so the, I, I guess like that, that's what happened. And it honestly really did kind of like make me sick. Like, I, I think I, I ended up breaking with reality a little bit. <laughs> like I loved it so much. I, I can't say it helped me at the time. Like truly I was already going through it and it just, it just brought me down further. You could have been drinking i could it's true i wasn't drinking um
0: you could have been like you know shooting up or i wasn't something. shooting i wasn't it's, it's better
1: it's better but maybe it, it was kind of like this shameful seat so this would be a good segue into your journey it was this shameful because i don't even think you knew i liked it right until 2020 no it, it didn't come up it, i buried it by the time the last movie was out in theaters i was like good night good luck right i was like goodbye forever this has been a dark period of my history. I went too far. Had finished the PhD, was like out and about. It was like, you're, I was at that point then 31 years old. I was like, I'm a grown woman now, goodbye. And I never talked about it, never. Um, I met my husband in 2017. He, like he, he said earlier, didn't, didn't know, like we never talked about Twilight, ever. Uh, and then the pandemic happened and Miss Stephanie Meyer said, there's a... So there was... She wrote Twilight from Edward's perspective and she was going to release from, it. from Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. From Edward's... And she was going to release it back in like 2009 and it got leaked on the internet. And she said... She now said... Now you
0: don't get it.
1: None for you. Stephanie Meyer is like... She's
0: so petty. She's a
1: spiteful queen. That's I, my
0: favorite thing about her, actually. I still
1: feel... I I like truly hold that she... Like, I really thought for a long time that Breaking Dawn was all out of spite as well, too. Like, I, she's a spiteful queen. And so she this it leaked and it like wasn't finished and she's really embarrassing it was like the first half of it and it was to me I was like this is the sexiest darkest thing I've ever because it was like you found out that he really wanted to kill her and all this stuff and I I, I truly was like salivating over this shit um, but she it like disappeared online and she was like I'm never releasing this like screw all of you and there were all these rumors that like Robert Pattinson had leaked it like accidentally because he he was one of the few people who had been allowed to read it because it was helpful to him Sure. Then in 2020, Miss Stephanie Meyer is like, you know what? I can take, I can, I can, I can take things from you, but I can give.
0: You guys have waited long enough.
1: Released Midnight Sun in August of 2020, and I was terrified. And I turned to my best friend and I said, "I, th- I think I'm in some trouble. Like I'm. A- I really felt like I was like something terrible is about to happen. I to saw me. it in your eyes. <laughs> so I, I kind of tried to explain to you. I mean, I gave you like a crash course in my past, and it was—I mean, it, you were—it was a lot. It was a lot. <laughs> it was a lot.
0: It was a lot. Yeah, I guess this. i will transition into yeah. to my discussion mm-hmm. of Twilight. Um, I hate this
1: book. <laughs> Wait, so tell—tell tell how you <laughs> yeah, ended up. No, changing. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I will. Um, so my—I was and we will talk about this on the podcast later, because my Roman Empire for a very, very, very long time was Harry Potter. I used to have the entire book series memorized. I don't think I have that in my brain anymore, but I still have the first page of the first book. I still have the Sorting Hat song memorized. Mm -hmm. I still have the Gringotts poem memorized. I was deeply obsessed i went to all the midnight premieres i dressed up
1: there was and you were hospitalized oh yeah we'll we she save it but just everybody knows so that you want to keep listening find My- out why find out about amanda's hospital <laughs> harry potter related hospitalization on another episode yeah teaser
0: teaser um
1: <laughs> god yeah i was
0: i was i was mm-hmm. down bad mm-hmm. for that that whole series yeah um and I remember around 2005, 2006, my mother, I remember this so clearly, was reading the newspaper, and she said, there's this new series out called Twilight, and they're saying it's the next Harry Potter. And at this point, I don't believe all of the books had been released. Certainly not all of the movies had been released, and I didn't cotton to that idea no so, yeah, I, um, no i
1: wouldn't have either
0: i was there is no next harry potter don't tell,
1: it's like somebody trying to tell me that there's a new, like the, when the vampire diaries came out i resisted that for a long time because people were like it's just like twilight and i was like yeah
0: no no it's not no it's not there yeah, it there's, turns out it was better and and there's
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's like way better than twilight just fyi <laughs>
0: And there's and there's there to me there was no need for it cuz I was still re reading the Harry yeah. Potter books. I was still very much on my yeah. my journey you with you didn't need another Harry Potter. I didn't need another Harry Nobody Potter. Does. I does. I had the one I had mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that was good enough for me. And then I think either my sophomore or my junior year of high school there was a girl in my math class who was reading them and she offered to bring in the first one for me to read and i said okay i'm not reading anything right now i'm a big reader why not so she brings it in and i read it and it made almost no impression on me mm-hmm. i can't even say that at the time i hated it because it didn't even Which is nothing it didn't even register right and then the pandemic came around and uh as you said you um
1: embarked on a journey
0: embarked on a journey and I couldn't let you go down that dark path alone
1: this is a real one like for real that may seem trivial but like she read midnight sun with me and then she read all of all of the books with me i did and and then she let me start a tiktok account i didn't let you (laughs) or you encourage me she's supposed to hold me back
0: i i think i tried (laughs) no i no i was championing you but um and to be honest the second time uh I I read Twilight I was similarly pretty pretty unmoved. And I I see the parts that that appeal to you. Like I I underst- when you explain it to me like that, I do understand yeah. why you would have been obsessed. But I I don't really like Twilight and I think it's it's funny I think a lot of my friends because I read it during the pandemic and I was talking about it a lot. Um, I think a lot of my friends think that I'm also obsessed with it. Yeah. Whenever they send me like memes or TikToks about it, I want to be like, this is Sarah's bag. Did you mean to send right. this
1: to her? Right.
0: But it, what I will say about Twilight is that almost maybe more than any other book, Twilight has the ability to tie me into theoretical knots.
1: Like you just like you think about it a lot. I think I think about it. I think about... The, it's so perplexing.
0: It's perplexing and there's so many mixed messages. So
1: for... So I was that's the relationship and people know this if you know my stuff, but this is the relationship I have to it now too, where it's just like, what on earth? There's just so many contradictions. So
0: so for example, you know, I, I was doing a little bit of research for this podcast um, as well. And I, I came across this quote that I think really... Kind of encapsulates one of the, the major tensions, I guess you could say, in Twilight. Yeah. Um, this is from Twilight Sexual Longing in an Absence Only World by Sarah Seltzer for the Huffington Post. And she writes Now that's a real fantasy. A world where young women are free to describe their desires openly and launch themselves at men without shame, while said boyfriends are the sexual gatekeepers. Twilight's sexual flowchart is the inversion of absence-only purity ball culture, where girls are told that they must guard themselves against rabid boys, and that they must rein in both their own and their suitor's impulses. But even while inverting the positions, Meyer doesn't change the game. Purity is still the goal. Men or vampires are still dangerous and threatening while females are still breakable and fragile. Intercourse still has the potential of resulting in death just as it once relegated women to a social death. The only difference is the controls are handed over from the teenage girl to the guy who happens in this case to be totally responsible and upright. So when I say that I tie myself in theoretical knots, I think that's a good example because when you ask yourself what messages is Stephanie trying to send us about abstinence or what what messages about absence does Twilight communicate? And I think it's really easy to tie yourself into knots because
1: Bella is so horny. She wants it all the time. She's like one of my favorite I it's so hilarious. It's it's like like one of my favorite things to think about. She climbs in, like, a tree when they she, kiss for the first time. And she... And he's, like, in from his perspective, he's, like, whoa! Whoa! like Heavens she, to Betsy! He truly, he's, like, my goodness!
0: He's He needs his vapors. He's clutching his pearls. Yeah. And so I think there is, like, a part of me that, you know, now as an adult woman looking back, I can say that's actually quite cool that mm-hmm. she is the one that is just gagging for it and he is the one saying no we need to slow down no 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 but then you dive a little bit deeper and a large part of it is that he wants to i mean protect her and protect her her soul and mm-hmm. this this is not mentioned as much in just twi- in in twilight the first book but i do think it's a good example of how I, again there are just so many contradictions contained within another example. You were talking about finding Bella relatable.
1: Yeah. I don't find her relatable at all now, by the way.
0: But but yeah, but yeah. I I think that there it's it's interesting because I think there's a lot of pressure. On books for young girls to have quote strong female role models,
1: yeah, and stephanie think stephanie i I think I mentioned this before, like pushes back that she did in fact
0: see, that. yeah, and I don't know that I
1: agree, no, but i and
0: i and I think there's something to the fact like you know maybe it's okay to
1: just have like a regular girl she's oh. like she's just a normal human I think she tried to say this she's just a girl, she's just a just girl. a girl. She's just She's not like other girls. Like but also, that like, Stephanie Meyer uses that not like other girls trope. Right. Like, Stephanie like, Bella judges the shit out of everyone, doesn't have any friends, thinks terrible thoughts about all the girlies around her who are, by the way, totally normal teenage girls. Totally. Um, so there's a, there's a, as much as Bella thinks she's kind of not worth much, there's also some sort of superiority to her. Obsessed with her, the shiny new toy.
0: And you know, for all that Meyer says that she wants kind of to make Bella a blank canvas that people can project themselves on, and and the first thing you learn about Bella is I was rereading it is that she's pale,
1: mm-hmm.
0: like that's the f- that's the most white <laughs> <laughs> that she's white that she's quite thin
1: yeah and that comes up that comes and that comes up, up. A her lot. weight is not listed Her she's a i don't want to even say it but her weight is listed in the book i know that's trigger. that triggers a lot of people right. that her weight and in, 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 uh, throughout the saga i think we get it twice what her weight is and, and her height
0: and just that edward is like always kind of body checking her like he's looking at her collarbones uh-huh. he's looking at her wrists he's looking kind of like the bony at the
1: boniness of her yeah and and so
0: it's it's interesting to me again like this is the knot that I tie myself into of well you know maybe she's not supposed to be a strong female character maybe she's just supposed to be this blank slate but she's only allowed to be this blank slate for you if you are white and a hundred and something odd pounds yeah and, and
1: Stephanie Meyer has made it quite clear and I and I should just like if you're not familiar kind of with the way that I talk like if you're just stumbling upon this for the first time I'm talking about how I'm was obsessed with it in the past and i'm obsessed with it now but a, a lot of the ways i'm obsessed with it is kind of like being super critical on it like mm. the the racism and the all the different misogyny all the, all the things that run through the whole twilight saga i very much believe that stephanie meyer like needs to be like that if you want to love twilight you have to be critical of these things yeah. just in case you're coming in this first time and think that i'm kind of blindly loyal to her the we we learn like when when she was involved in the casting of the movie like Catherine Hardwick wanted some diversity and she was like, "Like, no, my vampires are white. Like I said, they were white in the book. Yeah. Like that's that for her. I don't think I realized that the first description we get of Bella. Before even her hair color. skin color. It's that she's very And they talk about her paleness so much. And I know that Stephanie Meyer... The thing that ties me up in knots about Twilight and the rest of the books we'll get to as well... Or that that she didn't even I don't think she the, like the amount of just out of pocket outrageous things that are in these books that she didn't even realize they were problematic. No, I think I think it's very it's shocking,
0: but I I, I think it's very. Um... I think it's very unintentional. It I is, guess, yeah, on her no, part. she like it's completely subconscious. That's why
1: it's so that's why it's, why why it's, so, it's so wild. wild. Cuz if it was like if she was trying to make like a point like a, if she was just like and I think she is racist probably. I mean I mean I've gone on record on TikTok saying I mean her, the text is racist, right? So but if she was trying to write, like, a racist tome. Like, here the interesting thing about Twilight and 70 Mars is she wasn't trying to do anything. She, she wasn't wrote, trying to do anything. She never thought that, that, particularly with the first book, I don't know what we can say about New Moon and Eclipse. Because for those books, the publishers told her to go back and fill it in. But, like, with, with Twilight and the Skeleton and Breaking Dawn, like, this was just a story that she thought she would self-publish in little binders and give to her family. Absolutely. And I think so. It's it's almost it's like Robert Pattinson once said. It's you almost feel like you shouldn't be reading it. It it <laughs> is
0: it is an almost naked look at another person's psychology. Yes,
1: Robert Pattinson like went on record in one of his first press junket interviews, just kind of saying like I felt like I shouldn't be reading this. It felt like somebody's journal, and I thought she was mad. And I can com- I completely agree uh, yeah. with, with, with that. that. I and you know what I don't think I've ever. I don't think I've ever really thought about, because I think about that interview all the time, but I don't think I've ever thought, like, that's what keeps us coming back now. What's so wild about it is that, like, it is, it's just her naked thoughts.
0: And it's a text that you have to wrestle with. Yeah. And it's like wrestling an alligator. And I think the the other thing that I wanted to say that I think is so interesting is the way that Twilight sort of um, goes against traditional vampire tropes and you know if you if you think about you know for those of you that that don't spend spend time uh thinking about how to analyze literature yeah uh, I I
1: said this we thought we were recording before and it got got I, I, I I'm really bad at it And so
0: there's a a book that I would definitely recommend called How to Read Literature Like a Professor. It's a a great book. And there's a chapter in there about vampires, actually. Mm -hmm. And when you think about the trope of the vampire, you really kind of strip it down to its basics. It's an older man entering the room, the bedroom Mm. of a young, unmarried, so virginal woman. Yeah. Uh, while she's sleeping, and he penetrates her with part of his body, his chompers. Well, his yeah, but metaphorically, maybe right, right, else. yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, draws blood, and afterwards she is besmirched and and not fit for marriage anymore. And right. then he abandons her, right? That's kind of I think usually yeah, part of yeah. the vampire stories mm-hmm. that like she's not meant to be his like eternal. Yeah, companion. so now she's just
1: ruined alone. So she's ruined.
0: And so there that's obviously like a very you know, you see that in very literal um vampire stories like Dracula, obviously. Um and you you also see it in like some Victorian literature more metaphorically speaking I guess you could say there's a a great short story that I'm forgetting about uh the author but it's called death in Venice and it's Mm -hmm. the that main character is not explicitly a vampire it's not like a supernatural story yeah but he's coded that way Mm -hmm. and his name is like Mr. Winterborn or something right that's a very
1: vampire name Mr. Winterborn he's cold (laughs) He's cold. Oh my god. He's the cold one. The cold one.
0: And so I think it's really interesting to look about look at how Stephanie kind of turns that trope on its head. Again, kind of what we were talking mm-hmm. about that Edward mm-hmm. is He's almost like the maiden. Like,
1: he's the one that... Edward is the maiden. That doesn't want to put push their relationship forward. No, he's worried about his own virginity. He's worried about her virginity. He's really worried about her soul. He doesn't think really he has a soul. About, There's right. a, That's a whole... We'll talk about that with New Mood. All the soul work.
0: But yeah, I, I I think it's really interesting to think about, you know, what... If, if Victorian literature about vampires was being written with these kind of, kinds of fears in mind. And that's expressing itself in the literature. And we look at twilight. I think it's really interesting to think of not only was like Stephanie Meyer, what was she trying to say or, you know, what was right. she, unconsciously,
1: what was she expressing? unconsciously trying to say? Yeah. But
0: also like, why were so many people drawn to it? Like, what about that culture? Because, you know, for, you know, for that for those of you that weren't around during the time, like this was the same era that the Jonas Brothers were wearing purity rings.
1: Oh my god, that's true. Yeah,
0: and that's so
1: interesting.
0: Yeah, and I think I think it's so interesting I to think.
1: I didn't, re- I didn't I didn't remember that. Yeah, because I think of it as just like a dumpster fire of a time.
0: Well, it was, um, was
1: talking about masculinity.
0: But I guess you're right. It, it, it was. No, it definitely was. I think, you know, purity culture is an offshoot of right. toxic masculinity. Yes. But like the idea of I think there was something refreshing in this idea that it wasn't something being imposed on women that men could also be mm-hmm. be concerned with their own yeah. chastity and their own purity right. or well, that they right. or that we, they could
1: be equal partners because we never the we never see that right we, you know like and, and like we you know, i'm not represented in literature but certainly like i'm thinking like real life male stereotypes we don't i don't have a lot of experiences with partners being like hey can we slow down can we pump the brakes i'm worried for me and i'm worried for you yeah i to take care of this and i'm not saying it like there's a paternalism to that it's quite troubling right but at the same time it's like it felt when i was reading it felt safe
0: it felt safe and i think that's really um i think maybe that is why it took off with so many young women if i'm if i'm really trying to think about it because i think and women of all ages well, all all so many
1: this. middle-aged women involved in that first wave
0: sure yeah absolutely yeah. absolutely but i think i think it's really nice and you see it more clearly i think in in the later books um but you see it enough in twilight too but that it is bella who is constantly sort of pushing things forward and wanting more and even when edward says no he never calls her a slut does he
1: certainly doesn't
0: certainly doesn't no although he he will slut shame other girls, he was sl- He
1: a a whore, a trollop. He Jessica, a woman of ill repute. Anyone who's ever thought of sharing a hug with Edward, whore, whore, honestly, trollop.
0: But but I think there is, but I think there is kind of this nice fantasy of you as a girl get to want as much as you want and you get to ask for it you get to beg for to, it and she cries and she, she cries cry- oh god i
1: can't wait to like i'm thinking specifically of about like the things that she d- eclipses what she does in a like she really <laughs> in has no and she really has no shame no in her game and and that
0: that wouldn't be off putting it wouldn't deter him
1: term. and it's interesting because it sh- it should because he's getting if we think about the theory that like edward is only interested in bella because he can't hear her thoughts because all the other thoughts the teenage girls just like disgust him because they have these like vile fantasies which again jessica stanley's just thinking about hugging him i wonder why with bella like if no part of him is like is is she just like other girls because she is she is and she's revealing that when she makes crazy decisions like yes i will like if you if we can just have sex like i'll I'll, go to dartmouth i'll go to dartmouth i'll die at 17 i'll marry like whatever it is like if i can just bang you please edward please yeah and then you know when she's weeping and begging for it on the honey crying hysterically begging We'll we'll get to it um it's great it's fantastic (laughs) Honestly, Honestly, no, there is a part of it that's, like, really great. There
0: is. And I think, yeah, I think maybe that is, I think if we're thinking about, like, what in our culture really latched on to Twilight and what maybe fears it was trying to express or what safe place it was trying to maybe, maybe what safe place people found in it. I think it's this place where... You can want and want and want and want as a girl. Mm-hmm. And, and this is the best part. Still nothing will happen.
1: <laughs> like nothing bad will happen to you. Nothing bad will happen.
0: Yeah. And, and, and that someone else is doing the calculus of putting right. on. You just brakes. have to do the wanting. You just have to, you put your foot on the gas <laughs> and you put <laughs> it to the floor. Screech it.
1: Pedal to the metal. Pedal to
0: the metal. Mm -hmm. And someone else is responsible for
1: breaking. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. That that sounds... Oh, sounds I'm going to get canceled, but it sounds so good, doesn't it? It does sound quite
0: nice. I think especially as like a teenage girl when... Or 27-year-old. Or a 27-year-old. But yeah, I think there's so much, you know, and it's it's not the way it should be, but I think it's often the way it's that a it fantasy. is. But I think I think often the way that it, it is, it feels like, is that... And I, I Women see are it, doing the calculus. And I see, yeah, I see this still on TikTok about like what games to play with him or how to... Tap into your feminine energy, or how to do this, or how to do that to attract right, him. Right. And you should never, you know, the rules about oh, you should never let a guy, you know, have sex with you on like the first date. You have to sure. wait until this and yep. blah blah. Third and here's date. How, and here's how to third date, famously. Yeah. And I think there's something just so relaxing about the idea of you can just be yourself and want what you want. And he's the decider, and he well. <laughs> yeah and, or and it's just off the tape it's off the table there will be no consequences yeah you don't actually have to follow through with it right you can just talk about just it just talk about it but yeah so that i i guess that's in short my as in so in so far as i'm ob- obsessed with twilight that is i think i'm more interested in
1: what's wrong with it or like, or like or like what like what the it, wrestling.
0: Oh yeah, I think I think it's about okay. wrestling with the contradictions for me and thinking about I mean, it was a hit. It was
1: a hit. It was a it was a huge it series. It still is. It like, still is. I mean Color Pop yeah. is gonna drop its collaboration with Twilight tomorrow
0: by the time you're listening it will probably have already dropped oh yeah oh certainly it's certainly take me, like, well, yeah, one year
1: yeah. to edit this yeah, exactly. yeah no i mean it i it, what is it it's uh, uh, almost 20 almost 20 years yeah 19 years ago
0: good god uh,
1: that makes me want to that makes me, i'm really darked out by that but 19 years ago and we're experiencing this incredible renaissance people are finding the book for the first time some of them are loving it unironically But I think what I really love about the new kind of generation of the Twilight Twilight fans that are coming to it, they love it. Are more
0: are more critical, but they also
1: they're obsessed with it, like in an unironic way, and they're obsessed with it in the way that you are obsessed with it, in the way that I now am obsessed with it too. Because I would say the majority of the time that I spend thinking about Twilight is with the wrestling, yeah, and with the my God, my God, what what on earth were you thinking? how could you how I'd, dare you i'd
0: I'd love
1: get her in a room
0: but but you know what the great part is i don't think we need to because i think it's all right there on the page it is
1: i know i don't know that there's because i don't i don't want to sound like I, I don't she's not stephanie Meyer is like not stupid do you know what i mean like i but like i don't mean to to say that there's not more there there but you're right I, I think don't it's think all it on was, the page I, yeah i just
0: don't think it was it, was cal- cal- it wasn't
1: calculated. Mm. It wasn't calculated. I mean, and and we know that it's all there because of how deeply problematic it is. Yeah. It's not hidden. There's nothing hidden. No. No, it's blatantly there. We'll we'll talk about it in Breaking Dawn and particularly uh, when we get to New Moon with the Quileute tribe.
0: And we haven't, I mean, we didn't even get into the Jasper of it all. (laughs) But one of of Edward's siblings, a (laughs) a beloved sibling,
1: Listen, people ride for Jasper in a way that I will never understand. Jasper w- was a Confederate soldier,
0: right? And and
1: and we don't really know. I don't think we know that in the first book. We don't find out until oh. Eclipse.
0: Oh, okay. But if
1: you've read the, you know, there's the illustrated guide and all this stuff, he's a proud Confederate soldier, right?
0: And yeah, that's. I mean,
1: that's that's what
0: I mean when I say <laughs> it's not calculated. Like it's not. No, she's hidden code. she's
1: gone on record, and she really doesn't like to do research. She says she's not a big researcher, but the one thing that she made sure to research is that she looked at real Confederate soldier roles and she found the name Jasper, and she found a different name Whitlock, and, and she put it together. She's like, I'm gonna, I don't know much, but I'm gonna ground this racism in and reality. I've, and I've heard
0: that, um, I've heard that in the original like drafts like his name was
1: ronald or something have you ever heard that? <laughs> oh no but in the original drafts um i believe that rosalie's name was carol she has it on an outtake of uh on her website all of a sudden she's talking about carol and i'm like who the fuck is carol and i don't know that seems just like in that, that i feel like that's another way that you can really tell that she hated rosalie she, she hates any blonde character and it, like she was like this i'm gonna name this character carol Ronald, I haven't heard that. I, I but I love that. I think
0: I came across that while I was researching. I have no. that I could gonna call have been him Ronald forever. Tumblr.
1: Um, he's a Ronald.
0: Well, I think, I think this kind of brings us to a close. I think
1: it. I think for the for our first shot at this,
0: yeah. I do want to end mm. with another thing that I stumbled upon while I was researching.
1: Oh my god, you did so much re! I I didn't do any research.
0: So. I don't. This might be something that you don't know about. Oh, I'm excited to my bring. I don't god. think you've ever talked to okay. me about this. Okay, okay, okay. So I am the Twilight expert now. <sighs> I'm the captain now. <laughs> I was weeping when I read.
1: This. Are you for real? Yeah. Oh my god. Okay.
0: Okay. So even if you have heard this, don't tell me.
1: Okay, I won't. I will pretend. This is
0: so. Apparently, when these books were published in Japan. They were broken the first twilight was broken into three books. I don't know this. Okay. And they were published as like kind of these shorter little episodic novels. Oh, these
1: are graphic novels? No. No, they're not. Okay. No. Okay. It's it's just how
0: they were published. Oh, sure. Okay. But they do have different names because with any language, if you right, not, right like, the names are different yeah. translation and they had to break them into three different yes. parts. God. So Twilight is broken into three different parts. And the, f- the first book is called. <laughs> oh, my God. My boyfriend is a vampire. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> wait. The, the second one is called. Blood is the flavor of sorrow. <laughs> blood, is the f- blood is the
1: flavor of sorrow?
0: Blood is the flavor of sorrow. So that
1: would have been the middle of Twilight.
0: I've also... I, I, I actually want to go back to... My boyfriend is a vampire. I've also seen this translated as... The boy whom I love is a vampire. <laughs> which I love.
1: Why would they... You're going to
0: know everything about it when you pick it up. And then the third one is vampire family of darkness <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh it should have been called vampire family, family of, of darkness. darkness oh i love the japanese oh my god vampire family of darkness vampire family of dark- i'm trying to think what is the flavor of sorrow that, what is the flavor and that would have been the middle of twilight so why is it even called that
0: who cares? because like say? things are going
1: well i think i i
0: I want the only thing I can blood think, is the flavor of sorrow. I the only thing I can think Why is it of the end of it. Okay, here's my theory. Okay, blood is the flavor of
1: sorrow. Blood is the flavor of sorrow. I think
0: that might encompass the two episodes where Bella gets her blood drawn and faints. Yeah, and maybe is this when Edward swallows her tear? Perhaps.
1: Yeah, but that's not something that that's something that people like generally don't notice. Right, but. I, Bless the players. oh god now i want to i'm not going to make a tiktok about it because i'm going to wait until after this drops to promote the podcast but how am i to not what's wait what was the last one vampire family of darkness <laughs>
0: of darkness sarah
1: <laughs> why family oh i guess because she goes and meets the family, the family and then bad things happen and,
0: uh, and then there's the darkness
1: amanda <laughs> this is like the
0: greatest gift so, you've ever I'm given so me i'm so glad i could bring this to you also, I wish that people I could this, see my
1: face right now. I read this
0: on a Tumblr post. This could all be made up. Oh,
1: yeah. No, that's okay. We don't need to fact check it. I
0: won't fact we check We don't it. fact check around Dang. these
1: parts. Mm-mm. Blood is the flavor of sorrow is my new name for Twilight. That's, and
0: my, maybe from my life. That's your new... That's your next tattoo. <laughs> yeah.
1: Whoa. Whoa. Wait, I don't know. Wait a minute. What? <laughs> 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 Part of me is like, maybe. Maybe. Blood is the flavor of, of sorrow. sorrow yeah you guys thanks so much for listening and i want you to just take that with you take, do with it w- carry that with you what in your you heart. will um there's no way to contact us we don't have an email <laughs> um you can dm me uh at like do we want to give our our socials like what like or are we just gonna stay under the radar for right now let's
0: stay under the ra- <laughs> <laughs> they can they can they can write you
1: yeah you can write to me at um, Sarah talks 327 at gmail.com or you can DM me at Sarah Elizabeth underscore talks 327. 327- nope. <laughs> Sarah mm-hmm. Elizabeth underscore talks. There's no 327. You can mm-hmm. find us uh, there. And if people listen to this, like we'll set up an email and, and like an we'll, Instagram and stuff. We'll but like, become real people. For right or now, for, oh, what is, for right now, for the one of you um, who are still with <laughs> us, we thank you. We hope that you understand that blood is the flavor of sorrow and we ask you to watch out for a vampire family of darkness.
0: Yeah. And you know, the boy whom I love is a vampire.
1: Listen, above all else, above all else, the boy who I love, whom I love will always be a vampire.
0: I think we are not going to do, for, for those who's wondering what's next, yeah. I think we are not going to do all the
1: Twilights thank you back you for to saying back. that. Yeah, we, uh, we're not doing, we're going to skip to something else. So we're going to talk a about ride. something else. We're yeah. going to talk about something totally different. And, and then, then we'll come back. And then when you need a break from that other thing, we'll be like, whoop, more Twilight. More Twilight. Um, But thank you so much. Be careful. And S- stay safe out there. Stay safe out there.
0: Practice abstinence. Practice abstinence. Don't
1: um or or do it's or fine do.
0: as long as it's up to you and your partner i guess Cut if, this if cut this. if
1: you don't practice abstinence you could have a really expedited pregnancy you and the baby we don't know what it would be anyway
0: and then your ex-boyfriend could imprint on it right and spoiler that's a real danger
1: spoiler alerts ahead but like cut all this, what they say I in think. mean girls like you know if you if you, have unprotected sex you could die
0: he was right coach car
1: coach car was right um so stay safe out there um we need to think of like a sign off I, <laughs> this is we a work in progress like, send me a send me a message if there's something that you would like us to cover we will be covering the rest of twilight and the movies and stuff so you don't have to send me messages about that but we have a whole list it's a secret but if there's something you want us to cover or something you're obsessed with why don't you tell us about it Yeah, do that. Thanks. Good night. Love (laughs) y'all. Bye. Bye.